Whether you keep them in your home or love to see them in theirs, these are the creatures that bring us all together. Reptiles. Reptiles. We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is the Reptile Talk Podcast. What's going on, everybody? I'm Jeremy Turgeon from Brassman Reptiles. And I'm Rob, and I'm Creeping It Real. All right, dude. this episode, I'm really excited for because it's something that is near and dear to my heart. Yeah, and it's just us. It's just us. So (laughs) basically, if you guys have been following what we're doing on Reptile Talk, we like to talk to people about different experiences they've had in the reptile hobby. But every three to four episodes or so, we're going to do an episode of just me and Jeremy, just checking in, seeing, talking about different topics and all these different stuff but today today we're gonna be talking about field herping boom which is one of my favorite things hell yeah because when i was little i wasn't really allowed to have a lot of reptiles so i could go see them outside but not in my house so. yep and i was kind of the opposite i didn't start going field herping until i until had later. already been keeping <laughs> a few things um just because i didn't i didn't know anybody that knew any of the cool spots so i didn't know any of the good spots because living and where I was in Springfield, yeah. like that's not there were there not were no cool thing. spots. <laughs> you know, I had to go probably a good twenty or thirty minute drive away mm-hmm. before I could do that. And, Fine thing. You know, my mom's my mom wasn't going to drive me out to a mountain and be like, "Okay, have fun." Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> see where I grew up, like. I was surrounded by woods. Like, I was 20 minutes south of Boston, like, on a good day, no traffic. But uh, the specific area of the neighborhood that I lived in was mostly wooded. So there was lots of woods behind my neighbor's uh, property that was untouched, basically. Mm -hmm. And then down the end of my neighborhood, there was even more woods, and there was lots of rocks and things. And we would go to ponds locally. So when I was little, I spent... All my time, if I wasn't, like, reading books about reptiles, I was out looking for them. And, like, during the wintertime, I just got depressed. Really depressed. Yep. (laughs) Yep. I have journals from, like, first and second grade. Mm -hmm. And the whole, like, August, September, October is just me being like, I found a salamander today. I found 20 salamanders today. I found a garter snake. This is cool. I fed my spider. And then as soon as it hit, like, October, it was just like... I'm depressed. I have to be inside. I can't wait until springtime when I can find snakes again. And then, like, March, April would come around. I'd be like, I found my first snake of the year, and it's back to normal. That's awesome. (laughs) Every every entry through the winter, I'm sad. I'm sad. No (laughs) snakes. Like, that's pretty much what it was. I still have those journals from, like, yeah, 1996 and 95 and 94. And I was like... When, as soon as I started learning how to write, I was like, I'm just going to write about salamanders. And I would put pictures of salamanders in the front and That's stuff. That's awesome. That's all I cared about because I couldn't have all the things that I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> and now look at you. And now look yeah. at me. <laughs> and, and when I was younger, any of my friends, if they wanted to do other things, they'd be like, let's play N64. I'd be like, okay, let's do that for 20 minutes and then let's go catch snakes because I can yep. only sit – down, down in one for spot so long. for yeah. so long yep. and then i need to do something yep or i hear you lose my mind yes <laughs> i totally hear you oh my gosh so what was like your earliest remembered field herping experience or herping experience? oh my goodness i don't i don't even know because i literally i got pictures of me when i was like probably four years old like catching garter snakes in my yard Damn. But when I was that young, I was, like, super averse to, one, getting bit, which I still mm-hmm. don't like getting bit, but I was, like, just paranoid about it. And then, two, getting musked on because <laughs> I would always get garter snake musk, like, all over my hands and I would mm-hmm. catch the snakes and stuff. So I would actually wear, like, cotton, like, the not super thick winter gloves, but, like, the the – cloth ones Mm -hmm. i would wear those during the summertime so that if i found garter snakes i could pick them up and they would musk on the gloves and i could take the gloves off and then go wash my hands once and not reek of musk so if you look at any pictures of me when i was little from the summertime i was almost always wearing gloves and people would be like (laughs) they would ask my mom they'd be like why is he wearing gloves it's the summertime and she'd be like he catches snakes 
Don't ask about it. He's going to talk to your ear off about reptiles. If you don't want to <laughs> have a 30-minute conversation about reptiles with this kid, don't don't ask him. <laughs> but like, I I've got a, that, though. <laughs> I got a bunch of pictures of me from when I was a kid in the summertime, and I would just have cloth gloves on because I knew if I would go on a walk someplace, if I was going into the woods, I was going to find a snake, and I'm going to pick it up, and I had to like inspect it and look at it and just like interact with it. it. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like always, always, always about catching snakes. From so I don't even have like an earliest memory because it's always been such a part of me and the yeah. things that I was into. But like, do, do you do you have like a moment where you like found your first snake and it was like that's that's what caught it or I I don't remember and I, I think a big part of it was like like I said when I was young I didn't have the opportunity to go yeah field tripping because I just didn't know anybody and mm-hmm. it wasn't even a thing that really popped up on my radar. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember being probably like. 13 or 14 and uh, I had gotten connected with this dude his name was Shaquem and um, he was all about field herping mm. and he knew the spots in the local area so um, I had like asked my mom hey you know this dude Shaquem bro like, yeah. he knows the spot and he was uh, a, a decent bit older than me so like my folks were a little apprehensive but like he had come over and like met my folks and whatever mm. and they're like okay cool like he seems like a cool dude whatever um, and we went out to this spot in Holyoke, Mass. Uh, I mean, there's this really specific spot that used to have a uh, black racer den. Mm. Um, and I mean, I just re- I remember going there for the first time and like <clears throat> you're basically going to this old abandoned ski resort that mm. existed on the mountainside. And um, now it's like owned by the Boys and Girls Club but they don't do anything with mm-hmm. it. So it's still all just abandoned, whatever. But I remember walking up the, the road to even get to that point. I'm like seeing garter snakes mm-hmm. and stuff. And I'm like, where are we? Because yeah. this is like a magical place right now. Like I'm so geeked out about this. And uh, I remember as soon as we got to the spot, they had this old like wave pool so it was like during the winter it was like ski resort space and like during the summer they had all these pools and like they had a big super big wave pool and stuff it was it was really awesome um and along the side of the wave pool there's like these little gutters that would essentially like as the water would come out would just go right back Mm -hmm. down into it and that was all covered in like uh, leaves and dirt and like old pieces of wood that are just blown in there. So I remember going through that with him and immediately it was like yellow spotted salamanders. <gasps> and I was like, <sighs> what, is exciting. <laughs> what is that? Because before that I had seen like Jefferson's and like Redbacks and mm-hmm. stuff and they're like, those are cool. This but was the first time I had seen like a big ass salamander. Yeah. I was like, what is that? Uh, and then I remember walking down into the pool because when it rains, all the water just collects there. Yeah. And all the toad tadpoles uh. and everything that were there. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Um, the only real experience I had had before then was like growing up, uh, going to my uncle's house. He lived in Munson, Mass. So he, and they had a decent bit of land. Um, so the I remember my cousin Renee and I would like go. Uh, behind their property was uh, one of the local high schools Mm -hmm. and there were like some random tributaries and and stuff in in the back and and you could find salamanders along that so I remember like doing that Mm -hmm. but never on this scale oh yeah where it was just like here's 10,000 toad tadpoles and they're like geeking (laughs) out you know and it's like instead of finding one green frog here's like 50 yes you know and I'm like oh my god this is the coolest thing ever so we look at the wave pool, whatever, whatever. It's all cool. Then we walk up a little ways and you get to this grassy area and then there's a bunch of buildings, but there's all these flat pieces of plywood. Oh, that's what the snakes like are. Like eight by four sheets or mm-hmm. whatever. And um, I remember him telling me, he's like, all right, when I say go, you got to just get Grab. ready to grab things. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, okay, dude, <laughs> sure. He lifted up this eight by four sheet and I kid you not, there had to be like 15 racers under it. Wow. And I was like, "Ah, ah, ah, ah," trying to grab them. They're all freaking out, biting me. I was like, oh my God, this really is a magical place right now. Um, So I used to geek whenever he would hit me up and be like, hey, do you want to go feel? We're doing it. I'd be like, today's the day. Yes, yes. So want to go. And, you know, I remember... One time going out there with him, finding a copperhead. Mm-hmm. 
uh, in that same racer den area. And I was like, oh, my God. I was mm. so geeked. It was the first time I had found a venomous snake in the wild. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's the coolest freaking thing yeah. ever. New England is not a great place if you want to see venomous snakes. No, it's not. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, my gosh, that's awesome. Uh, freaking out about that. Then, like, there's so much of that. Uh, landscape to to navigate and find like there's all these little cool den spaces for different uh, different snakes and stuff along the mountainside like we had seen a couple black rats there that's cool um, there's supposedly a timber den if you were to go before you get to that part yeah. no nowhere up there there's not up there yeah. <clears throat> yeah before you get to that part there's a secret road mm-hmm. <laughs> that you have to navigate to get to and um if you make it because it's it's actually quite high up up a very steep road mm-hmm. um so if you make it up this road uh there's a spot where it flattens out mm-hmm. and then it's just all rocks it's like cool rattlesnake habitat um but it, i've never found one mm-hmm. i never ever found one um at all anywhere out there and uh i had heard from multiple people oh yeah we've seen them up there and blah 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 so i was like oh this is this could be really cool Mm -hmm. to go find them up disappointed every time and it's like ah it would just be real cool to find one it'd be really cool (laughs) um but yeah that was like the go-to place that Mm -hmm. was close to home it was like 25 30 minutes away from where i lived so it was easy to get to um and there was another another area in Holyoke as well that had uh, black rats, like, everywhere. It was one That's of the cool. few spaces where you could find them. Uh, and they're all, like, radio tagged and, and stuff for study, so you don't really mess with them all that much. But um, you hardly ever saw them on that mountain. You didn't see, like, one or two. Mm-hmm. But when you got to this other place, they were like, no more racers, and it was all black rats. And you're like... Damn. That's cool. This is really cool. And uh, I remember <laughs> this is the probably the worst field herping experience I ever had because I was really young. Does it have to do with stinging insects? Huh? Does it have to do with stinging No, it does not. Uh, no. no, Nothing flying that shouldn't be flying or stinging <laughs> that shouldn't be stinging. Um, no. So my buddy found like a massive black rat had to be like six and a half seven foot Mm -hmm. and um so he grabs it because he's like oh my god i've never seen one this big Mm -hmm. you know so he's got it and it musks and it like whatever oozes Mm -hmm. shot right into his mouth and he's like gag he's literally like like drops the snake whatever i'm dying uh, laughing right So I'm, I, you know, he's like, it's not funny, like horrible. I'm, dude, I'm dying. I'm like, this is absolutely hilarious. That's terrible. So I can't even imagine. Funny. Dude, so freaking funny. Uh, so then I find another black rat, and I went to go grab it, and I had got, I had chased it to uh, the bottom of a tree trunk, and then it like disappeared into this little rodent burrow or whatever mm-hmm. but i'm like on my hands and knees yeah at this point and he's like dude don't move and i'm like what what what's happening mm-hmm. and he's like there's a copperhead right by your foot and i'm like how did i miss that <laughs> like there was no crazy amount of leaf litter like mm-hmm. i should have seen the orange snake yeah you know I was like, I knew I had tunnel vision, but to totally miss a copperhead. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, oh shit. He's like, don't move. I'm going to grab a stick and I'll kind of move it out of the way so that you can get, get away. And I'm like, all right. So a couple minutes goes by and I'm like, it shouldn't be this fucking hard to find a stick. (laughs) What what the hell is going on? And I, but I can't also move to like turn around. So I'm just like staring at the ass end of this tree, just like, (laughs) Well, hope I don't die. You know, like, I don't know what's going to happen to me right now. You don't die from a copperhead. Well, I didn't know that at that time. <laughs> I was like, I just know they're here and they're venomous. I'm young. Yeah. And uh, so, like, five minutes or more had to have gone by. And I'm like, I start yelling for him. I'm like, dude, 
Like, did you like get eaten by something while we're out here? Like, what did that black rat come and chase you down? You know, and caught him. Uh, yeah, like what the hell? And then he starts dying laughing, and I'm like, what the fuck is so funny? I might be in danger, in danger here. right now. And uh, he's like, dude, there's no fucking copperhead by your feet. And I was like, huh? Uh, he's like, I just don't like getting laughed at when I'm fucking gagging on musk. And I was like. <laughs> Are you serious right now? He's like, yeah, so I have a bunch of photos of you, like, staring at this tree doing absolutely nothing. I'm like, I fucking hate you right now. That's oh, what you call karma, man. Dude, I was not a fan of that whatsoever, dude. Oh, that's So funny. that was probably, like, one of the worst experiences I had because I'm over here, like, hearts, like, pounding. pounding and I'm like, oh, this, this could end poorly. You know, I... I don't know anything of what what could possibly happen, you know. Uh, um, uh, yeah, all because he was mad that I laughed at him. Hey man, for getting musk in his face. That, that's 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 what you get, dude. <laughs> ah, come on, come on. Oh. So the the only other really negative experience I think I've ever had, because um, unfortunately I've never really had the ability to travel to field herp. Mm-hmm. Um, I travel, outside of New England. That's the only reason I'm so traveling. <laughs> I would usually, man, you know, I would usually try to do that because, like, when I travel for music and stuff, if I can get an extra day, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to do it. Um, and some, it usually just never pans out because my schedule is so jam-packed whenever I'm somewhere. Um, I don't really get to travel anywhere for vacation slash fun. It's yeah. usually work, you yeah. know. So trying to get an extra day usually ends up becoming, like, Hey, can you come do this gig? And I'm like, well, I'm not gonna say no to money. Yep. You know, as much as I want to go find some snakes, that's that's money. Um, so like, I would love the next time I get to go to Cali, to field herp in Cali because I think that would be really cool. But uh, anyway, so the only other really negative field herping experience I ever had was uh, back on. I was with a really good friend of mine, and. Uh, we were in the area that I had found, I don't know how many racers over the years this is when I was, uh, still like getting ready to graduate high school. So like 18, 19, mm-hmm. um, while we're out there, I was like, man, I keep seeing these people that are like watching us mm-hmm. and I couldn't, I couldn't figure out for the life of me what it was because the whole area, there's like hiking trails and stuff. So there's like people that are around there Mm -hmm. like it's not like we're in this secluded you shouldn't be here area um but these people were just like watching us so intently and uh i got to the point where i was like you know what i'm just not feeling this like i don't i don't understand why they're here Mm -hmm. i was like let's just fucking go dude you know because i don't know what this is so we're like getting ready to walk down back to where the like that racer den area is and we get stopped and uh, it turns out it was like a wildlife researcher working for like Mass Fish and Wildlife or whatever. And uh, they're like, what are you guys doing here? And he's like, oh, you know, we're looking for looking for snakes. Like, you know, we're just out here. He's like, well, you know, you guys shouldn't be out here. There's there's uh, endangered animals here. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm well aware. You know, we're mm-hmm. not here to mess with any of the wildlife. We're mm-hmm. just like, we just like reptiles, amphibians. Like, we're just checking out cool shit, mm-hmm. you know. Um and it's, we didn't have snake hooks or anything like that, you know. Uh, so the dude was, like, interrogating us hard. Mm-hmm. Why are you here? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, and unbeknownst to me, he was taking our photos. He had, like, this really slim uh, old-school camera, um, like, maybe one of the first digital cameras that could have ever existed mm-hmm. but it was so slim he had just kind of had it in his hand mm-hmm. so i never saw him like pressing a Snap button or doing anything yeah. like that and um i got to a point where i was like we we went our separate ways and i was like dude i don't i don't fucking understand i was like but there's a there's a part if we climb up the this uh part of the ski resort there's a place that uh, generally you can find more racers and stuff. So I was like, let's just go over there, you know, to hell with these people. They followed us. Mm-hmm. And they are like on us. And I got so frustrated. I was getting to the point where it was like, oh, found a racer. If you want to see it, take mm-hmm. a picture, you know, whatever. And um, I, I just got so frustrated. I was like, you know what, dude, fuck this. Like, let's just go. Because I, I, don't, I don't need a fucking babysitter, mm-hmm. you know. 
Um, so we leave and maybe like a week and a half or so later, I got a, a message from Kevin mm -hmm. and he was like, what the hell were you doing? I'm and I was like, field herping. I've been going there for, I don't know how many years. Mm -hmm. Why? And he's like, one of their fucking researchers got photos of you. They're circulating your photos saying that you're a potential poacher. And I was like, huh? Mm. And he's like, yeah, they got your fucking photos. Whoever you were there with had snake bags. What the fuck is going on? And I was like, no, my buddy used to carry a bunch of lanyards. It was mm. just like his thing. He just would always have lanyards with him. Um, and the photo was so blurry. Such they were saying that, yeah, they were saying that they were snake bags. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, when have you ever seen like neon green, neon red snake bags? Like, dumb. You know, like <laughs> I was just like, what are you kidding? And he was like, you know, he's like, I, I'm vouching for you because like I know you, but you need to not go back there, mm -hmm. like for the rest of the season or whatever. And I was like, I was mortified because I was like. Are you kidding? Like, I already have reptile. What the hell am I going to do with a black racer? Mm -hmm. You know, like, I don't want any of that stuff. Uh, so I was like, I I don't want to go out for, like, the rest of the year. And then I think, like, another year went by, and, like, I didn't go field herping at all. Mm -hmm. And it totally turned me off to it because I was like, really? And then when I finally did decide to go back to that area – there was a big development that had happened really close to that area mm -hmm. and you couldn't find shit. It was ridiculous. Like the same boards that I remember finding 15, 20 racers at, at a time. If I found one racer in six hours, it was a miracle. Hmm. And I was like, this is horrible. Hmm. It, it's yeah, absolutely terrible. But yeah, that's, Field herping for me has had its, its ups and downs. I yeah. absolutely love getting to do it, uh, but damn, that was like such a big damper yeah. for me doing it. It was like, yeah, I'm good. The spots where I would go field herping when I was a kid um, now have turned into apartment complexes, so there's like no, mm. there's nothing there anymore. Um, but I literally used to go out every day during the summertime and just like, sometimes I would bring a five-gallon Home Depot bucket mm -hmm. and just like, fill it up with the snakes that I found and just like at the end of the day before I would head home just like let them all go in one spot because it was like maybe a quarter of a square mile area mm. where but it was like heavy concentration of snakes like yeah. I would see everything out there it's the eastern milk snakes ringneck snakes garter snakes ribbon snakes water snakes all that stuff all mm. out there and I would just go out there and just try to see as much as I could and do a lot of rock flipping and Finding hornets and wasps and all this crap. That <laughs> all I, the other fun All stuff. the things I didn't want to see. And there yeah. was like even a couple times where I saw bobcats out there. Oof. And it was like it wasn't it wasn't like way out in the woods. It was it was really close to an industrial park. Mm. And like you could very easily be in the center of town in under five minutes drive from where I was. So it was just so mind-blowing to me that there was all of these animals, all these really amazing things, like mm -hmm. five minutes away from lots of people. Granted, there wasn't ever a lot of people in the industrial park, like outside of the workday, but like still, it was pretty close proximity to people. And I just would, I, I even posted some videos on my old YouTube channel of me going out there and field herping and all the stuff that I would see. Just, there was one area that had like a shingle pile. So I would always save that for last because I always knew there was going to be snakes there. Even on overcast days, you'd, you'd find snakes there. Mm -hmm. But there was like a big field and there was lots of rock piles in the areas. And if you just went over to those rock piles and started flipping stuff, you'd see dark garter snakes. You'd see light colored ones. You'd see ringneck snakes, milk snakes and and in New England, there's not like a whole ton of different species that you can find in general. And yeah. all the venomous snakes are protected. They're all endangered throughout all of New England. So they didn't really have to worry about seeing venomous snakes in particular. So I would just go out there and just like catch all these different snakes. And every now and again, you'd see a black racer. And that was like super special when I would find one. And just going all to those different spots. And then there's a, a pond locally that I would go to and you'd see water snakes there. There was like a bunch of times where I would go out in the spring and at least probably three or four times where I saw northern water snakes like courting and breeding like right mm. next to the beach where all these people were hanging out. And oh, it's like wow. the beach was 
where everyone would hang out. And then the other side of the beach, they had like a little swampy area. And like it was just me and then other weird kids that would go over there. <laughs> but there was like frogs in there. I'd see newts, you know. I saw the water snakes. And I remember one time um, there was uh, like a lot of people there. And I had caught this like four and a half foot, almost five foot long northern water snake. And it was like going crazy and like striking at me and I was just like you know holding it and all this stuff and I was going to carry it from one side of the swamp area over to the other to show my mom mm. and one of the wildlife officers came over and was like son you gotta stop harassing the wildlife and I was like no it's like I'm not harassing it I'm just like look at this thing it's amazing and I was like I'd had like there was a group of people that came, came over and I was teaching them about it and I was like look it's not venomous you think it's a cotton mouth it's not it's a harmless water snake Leave them alone if you see them. And yeah. the wildlife hours was like, you got to put it back right now or we're going to kick you out. And I was like, oh, come on, man. Damn. I'm actually doing, like, good work here. I'm teaching these people. Right. And so I let it go. But it was huge. And, like, people were, like, watching it swim back off into the swamp. And I was like, man, that is just so cool. And then <laughs> when I found the breeding water snakes, I was just sitting there just watching them, like, from the edge of the water. And the male's, like, sitting and courting and, like, nudging the female. And they're going mm-hmm. back and forth in this little area. And then, like, some other kids came over, and, like, a couple of those kids were actually, like, interested, and so we're all just, like, watching them. And then some kids who were not interested, who thought we were weird, came over and, like, stomped all over the area where they were in and scared them away. And I was, like, so bummed. And and it's just, like, such a pain because those wildlife officers are just riding around on their horses thinking they're freaking cool. And it's, like, you could be teaching people about these awesome animals that are right here, right next to all these people that are swimming and fishing right over on the other side. And it's, like, eh. Well, those, those guys say they care, but they don't. I feel like most of them don't really care. They care That's about fair. stuff that fits into their agenda, and they don't care about anything else, which is like mm-hmm. such a bummer. Because like they've got cool, you know, green frogs there. They got bullfrogs breeding. They've got spotted salamanders all there. All these things that you could be teaching the public about, and all they care about is their horse. And it's like that's so stupid. Yeah. So stupid. It's a wasted opportunity because yeah, you know, hundred percent. If if people get the chance to see those other cooler animals, they might have an appreciation for them. The first time you see that's a big, true. like, five-inch spotted salamander, dude. I don't care who you are. That's freaking awesome. Heck that's yeah, just like, dude. you're like, whoa, that thing is bigger than every other salamander I've <laughs> ever seen. Like, yeah, like, those live here? Those are wild. Yeah, the first time that I, that I uh, found them, I was like, whoa, that looks like a weird spotted salamander, or like a weird tiger salamander. That mm-hmm. is, is that... And then, you know, looking up, oh, those are native. And The first couple ones that I found were small. They were probably only like three or four inches long. But then I found like a five or six inch one. I was like, oh, my God, this thing's amazing. <laughs> That's so cool. Yes. And, and you know, seeing just going out and for me being able to go places and just like find wild reptiles was like the most mind-blowing thing to me. Because like throughout New England, most of the wintertime, it's too cold to think that anything stays alive throughout all our winter months and then you know just recently i've been noticing that the spotted turtles are out or not spotted the painted turtles are out Mm. and those of you guys are since they're so dark colored they can come out really early before a lot of the other species of you know animals that would be out for reptiles at least so it's always interesting to me to see those like first signs of spring and summer starting to roll around and seeing the mm-hmm. painted turtles out and seeing snapping Finally. turtles and garter snakes and black racers. I remember there was a time where I went out field herping and it was cold enough where I needed a sweatshirt and like a light jacket because I was cold. Mm-hmm. So usually I, I try and gauge it. If I'm comfortable outside in a t-shirt, then the reptiles will be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that one day, I wasn't really expecting to see snakes. I was just, like, hoping to see, like, maybe some toads or, or something like that. But I was hiking around in this area that was, like, pretty heavily wooded. And all of a sudden, I see a black racer's face poke out from these rocks. Oof. And it was big. Like, really big. <laughs> and I'm like, holy crap. And I was with my friend Tyler. I was like, dude, stop, 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 stop. Right where you were at. I got to try and catch that racer. <laughs> and, and so I'm like, okay, ready? One, two, Three. And I just book it as as fast as I can get up to this rock because it's a big pile of rocks. And as soon as it's in there, you're it's not gone. you're not getting yeah, it out. Yeah, it's yeah. just not happening. Yeah. So I like race up there and it hit instead of like just 
backing into the rocks. It had come out and then came back around to try and go into a different hole. Oh, man. And so I got it right as it was out, and it had only maybe like a quarter of its body into the rock. So I like got it, and I'm holding on to it, and I'm like not letting it go further in there. Yeah. And then after a minute of it realizing that it's not going to be able to go into the rocks, it like springs right back out. And the thing is like easily five feet long. Damn. And I'm like just like – trying to avoid getting bit and because I wasn't really expecting to see anything that day and so I'm just like you know I got it by the tail and I'm like letting it kind of tire itself out a little bit and after a minute of of it like just striking at me I'm like just trying to keep it at an arm's length and I've got it like right by the <laughs> the vent right by the cloaca yeah and this thing swings up and bites me right in the chest and I'm like oh crap <laughs> like I was I didn't think it was long enough to actually bite me from where it was at so yeah. after that like it bit me and then let go and I'm like okay Tyler grab a stick <laughs> and so we, we let it kind of tire down for a minute and then after that I like just like gently pick it up and this thing is like puffing its mouth open and it's just like so pissed off at me. it's so happy it, to see oh you <laughs> God, dude, it was so cool though and just getting a chance to like just see that animal it was cold it was like its body wasn't that cold but mm. it was cold out to me so like just the fact that this animal's out and hunting and looking for food mm -hmm. already so early in the year that like blew me away and it had like healed broken ribs and all this stuff on its sides where you can see this animal had been through war yeah, and back yeah, yeah. and just getting to see that was so fucking cool it was so cool yeah and that oh, man every time i see a black racer it's just special to me because i don't i the places where i field herped when i was a kid i didn't have black racers there so it was like very rare that you would ever 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 see a black racer mm. so every time i see one of those i'm like i get all geeked out i'm like yeah those things are freaking awesome yeah so cool yeah, that's how I felt with black rats. Mm, like the first, the, the I found first time. Oh, <laughs> I've never found dude, the, the first time I found a lot. At first, you know, when you start to see them from a distance, you're like, oh, it's a racer. Mm -hmm. At least for, for where I was, because the racers were way more common. Yeah. So I would be like, oh, man, the racer. And I would get a little bit closer and I'd be like, that's not a racer. Mm -hmm. That's another big black snake. And I don't understand what it is. And I'm like, oh, black rat snake. But they're not supposed to be very common. Why mm -hmm. are you here? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the first first time I found a black rat, I was like, "Dude, yes, that thing's freaking awesome." Mm -hmm. And uh, even though my buddy got mussed in the face, that big like six and a half, seven foot mm. black rat, like that was just holy shit. Yeah, like so cool, mm -hmm. so freaking cool. Uh, yeah, if you had told me that day that I was going to walk out and find a massive black rat snake, I'd be like, ah, no, you know, I'll probably find some three, four, four footers, you know, whatever. Because that's what we were so used to seeing. So to find something that was significantly larger was just like, damn. Yeah. That snake's been through some, some times. Mm -hmm. Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like the, there was this camp that was near me when I was growing up and the school that I went to would do a yearly hike where right at the beginning, no, right at the end of the school year, right as the weather's starting to get good, they would take all the students who are like in grades four, five, and six, mm -hmm. and they would take them and walk them out to, to this campground. And they had a big pond there. And just going down there and getting to see that pond, I was like, oh, man, there's got to be turtles and snakes around here. I know there's got to be stuff. And so I saw a, a good-sized water snake there, like, immediately. Like, one of the first times I went down there. And I was like, okay, we got to go here. So yep. I went went back that day and told my mom. I was like, look, there's a campground, like, right near us. We have to go there. they got a big pond. They've got cabins where we can go to. And I we have to go there. And so we spoke to the woman who runs the booking. And mm -hmm. it's, like, a really popular campground, so they don't always have availability um, in, like, the full-size cabins because it's so popular. Like, it's such a commonly used place. Mm -hmm. But what I did is I was doing educational programs at the time, and I was like, hey – you guys have smaller cabins that aren't always occupied. If we do a program or a couple programs throughout the summer for your campers, will you let us rent a couple nights? Because we're close enough where we can drive there for a night, have, you know, do a charcoal grill, yep. cook, and then and, and the next day or the, at the end of the weekend, we'll leave. Mm -hmm. And they were like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. So when I was like, 12 what, what age are you when you're in sixth grade 10 11 12 right around Something there like there yeah, yeah, yeah. I, w I was going out and doing programs for them and then i'd spend the rest of the day field herping out there that's awesome and so they had so many things and they have one like they have a designated swimming area it's all roped off and they dredge it so there's no like leaves or anything in there and it's, it's cool and all the campers come down there they have a lifeguard on duty 
but they have this water snake, this northern water snake that kind of makes his way around that side of the pond at like later on in the day. Mm-hmm. And they call him five o'clock Charlie. And he, it's like this, it's probably a female, uh, this massive, massive female northern water snake mm. that just like will come from the edge of the swimming area, swim right across. She'll hang out by the dock for a couple minutes because mm-hmm. there's like all these um, sunfish that hang out there. And she'll hang out there for a minute. If there's nothing to eat, cruises right along to the other side and just keeps on moving. And so the campers would always, like, when they knew that I was the snake guy, they'd be like, you got to go see 5 o'clock trial. You got to see 5 o'clock trial. So I would go (laughs) down there later in the day, and there was a couple times where I would catch her, and I would just, like, you know, pick her up and, like, show the kids. And, like, "Eh," you know, she'd strike at me and everything. And then she'd calm down after a minute. I'd be like, look at this. This thing's amazing. Like, if you see her, you know, don't mess with her, but just know that she's not going to hurt you Mm -hmm. and she's not going to scare you or whatever, you guys. So... It's so cool to have grown up around that campground and see the different waves of kids that come through and how they all kind of get to know that snake mm-hmm. and then see her as she's coming through. And it's just so cool. And I stay in contact with the woman who runs the campground and she's got a wood pile over by where she does, um, like for the campers, if they want to mm-hmm. come over, they could buy wood, they could buy cords of wood and stuff. Uh, but they always have tarps over them. So whenever I would come out and visit, I'd be like, have you guys checked the tarps recently? And she'd be like, nope, go for it. And so I'd go <laughs> out there and i find ringneck snakes and milk oh, snakes and garter snakes. And she would, she's always just like so excited to see me because she knew me from when I was so young. Mm-hmm. And then getting the kids involved with some of the animals that were that you can find around around the campground and stuff, and getting so so people didn't want to hurt them or they weren't afraid of them and stuff. And that was just always something that really stuck with me. You know, it wasn't like crazy field herping, but it was like getting to teach the kids. And especially when I was younger, I was one of those kids where I would just go out and I would just want to see stuff. So people would tell me about, oh, I saw a snapping turtle over on this side of the pond over here. You got to go check over there. Or I saw water snakes over near this cabin. You got to go look over there. <laughs> and so, you know, just getting that kind of reputation as the the snake kid, I would always, always, whenever people saw or heard anything, they would always reach out to me. Mm-hmm. And even recently, probably like two years ago, um, the woman who runs that campground texted me. She t- called my mom and was like, I, we need Rob's number. <laughs> we found something weird and we know that he's going to be the only person who's going to know, yeah. you know, that we know. So, cause they don't, their wildlife officers don't know anything. <laughs> yeah. So I get a text. She's like, Hey, it's, it's, you know, the person from the campground, we found this weird thing. I've never seen anything like this before. Can you tell me what it is? Mm. And I'm like, yeah, you know, just shoot me over a picture if you got, even if it's like a kind of a, you know, not a clear picture. If you can get some sort of a picture of me, I could probably ID it. And she sends me this picture and I just text her dot, dot, dot back. And then I'm like, send me another picture. She sends me another picture and it's a marbled salamander, which in New Ooh. England is like super, super rare. Yeah. And she's, I was like, that's a marbled salamander. Holy crap. Uh, that's so awesome. That's so cool. And she's like, it's not someone's pet. And I'm like, no, 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 no. They're just like a really, really unusual salamander that you don't see that often. And t- like this marbled salamanders don't get very big. They only get mm-hmm. like maybe four inches or so. They're all black. They're like a little chubby salamander. And they've got white marks that go down their back. And I've only found a handful of them ever in my life. Of all the places that have gone field herping in New England, I've only found a handful of them. And for her to find that one, I was like, that's so awesome. I did not know that you could find them there. And I was so geeked out. And I was like, you have to report it to Fish and Wildlife. You got to let them know that you have them there. If if they can document that they're out there, they can help you protect that land so that if there's any sort of, you know, they want to start building out there or they want to start doing this stuff, since they are rare and protected in most of New England, you can use that to your advantage and let them know that you can't develop further out here. These are, you know, rare salamanders. And that was just like something that super duper geeked me out. And one of the other times where I, where I actually found a marbled salamander i was out looking for um other types of snakes out and i was in a spot where i was like at pretty decent elevation so i was Mm -hmm. not expecting to see salamanders besides (laughs) your redbacks so i flip over this rock and this little pudgy marbled salamander sitting right there and i'm like holy crap and the person who was with me was like what are you there's it's a salamander what are you getting and i was like no 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 it's a special salamander it's really <laughs> really special i never found one so i'm taking like all these pictures and i'm like trying to like look on a map and see exactly the spot where i'm at and i'm like okay okay i have to know exactly the spot where i'm at so i can report this so that mm-hmm. when when i try to tell them where i found it i can show them exactly the spot because i don't know right. if they were found in that area and so 
I call the New England Herb Society because all the guys in there will know they, they're pretty good at their distribution maps and knowing where things are found and where they're not found. And so I talked to one of the guys through there, Mr. Martinez, and he's like, wait, you found a marble? That doesn't make sense why you'd find that. That's not where they're usually found. And I'm like, I know that's not where they're usually found. So like, <laughs> what can we do? So I call the mass fishing game. I speak to one of their, you know, their people over there and I'm like trying to give them as detailed information as I possibly can. And they're like, okay, we'll be in contact with you guys. Um, and, and, you know, if you see anything else, let us know. And I'm like, absolutely. If I find any more, I'll let you know. And so I'm talking to the guys at the Herb Society and they're working with Mass Fishing Game. And the next spring, because this was like probably eight years ago or mm -hmm. nine years ago, maybe right around there. Um, but I'm talking to the guys at the Herb Society and I just like let them know the exact area where I found them. He's like, okay, I'm going to do a survey, take a look out there, see what I can do. And the next spring, he messages me, and he's like, Rob, do you remember that spotted salamander, or sorry, the marbled salamander that you found out in that spot? And I was like, yeah, like, you know, I, I, I wish I'd found more, but I didn't find any more. He's like, J I just wanted to let you know that during the springtime, we go out and we do uh, surveys on salamander larvae, and we go and scoop in the wetlands areas and try and find the larvae, identify them, and then see how the populations of these salamanders are doing. And the spot where you had reported to us where that marbled salamander was, we found marbled salamander larvae there, and they haven't been documented in that area since 1972. And I was like, are you kidding me right that's now? That's so dope. <laughs> and I was like, that's a, he's like, we found not just like a few, we found a lot, like a decent amount. That means that there's a, like a population of marbled salamanders out there. And we, we would have never known if you hadn't let us know. And I was like, that's so fucking cool. That's, that's so awesome. That, and so I was just like super, super geeked out about that. And, and so they, I think they've done more surveys there since then. And the, and the population is still doing okay there. You know, as there's more pollution and more people and mm -hmm. all this stuff, you know, populations are inevitably starting to dwindle and it's really sad for these animals, but they still have that population of those salamanders out there. And I was like super geeked that's out crazy. about that because that's the first time they'd been seen there in like 40 or 50 years of, of those salamanders being found right, there. And right. I was just like super geeked that's out about so that. That's so dope. So cool. So cool. Damn. <laughs> That's something that gets me, gets me super geeked out because I'm just like, yeah, ah, to be a part of that. To, like, even like I didn't go do that research. Those guys, like New England Herb Societies, they did that. They found that and yeah. they, they put that work in. But just to have like a little hand in that, that was cool. Yeah, you that put was the cool. blip on the radar, dude. <laughs> that That's was super so cool. awesome. Yeah. That's that, so freaking awesome. But I, I just remember like when I was a kid and my family would go down to Florida – I don't care about amusement parks or roller coasters or stuff like that. Like Gatorland was the reason why I wanted to go on vacation to Florida. And then if we did anything else that was related to reptiles, that's what I wanted to do. I didn't really care about going to Disney or Universal or Epcot or any of that stuff. Like none of that stuff really <laughs> caught my interest. So it was like when we go back to the hotel and I would go behind the hotel and look for snakes or I'd catch anoles or go, you know, look for anything like it's seeing alligators on the sides of the road while we're driving that was the stuff that really got me excited when i was a kid and i would go and like when i got to be a little bit older when i was about 17 i went on vacation with my best like my best friend who's like known me for instance i was a little kid mm. and we went to his grandmother's place we stayed there for a month and she lived like in florida a lot of the places they have neighborhoods but then all their electricity is not like we all our electrical lines are right by the roads in new england mm -hmm. and then in florida they have canals that go in between the neighborhoods and then the electrical lines go down there and so when we were down there you know after the first like week of sightseeing in an area you're like okay i think i've seen most of the things and then the rest of the time me and him would just go field herping so we would just like ride our bikes around and look for stuff so we would find like black racers we found uh soft shell turtles there was a spot we went to where we saw manatees and i caught a brown water snake there and like that was the highlight like f seeing the manatees was cool that was really cool yeah um but catching a brown water snake was like because like i saw it and it was kind of in the muck in the mud and i was like I don't know if that's a cottonmouth or not. <laughs> I don't know if I should grab this thing right now. And then yeah, I'm looking around. But I'm doing it. And then I see its head pop up, and I'm like, oh, not a cottonmouth. Boom. And I just grabbed it and pulled it right out. It was that's like awesome. maybe like uh, 18 or 
24 inches so like two foot long not not giant but like yeah. still a good size it was thick it was really really thick <laughs> and uh one of the crazy dude when we were down there like florida has lots of fire ants everywhere Oof, yes. and when we had first gone down there the weekend before we got there uh my friend's grandmother was like oh i just saw a softshell turtle laying eggs at the edge of our property and or like maybe a couple weeks before we got there and she's like mm -hmm. they should be hatching out like as soon as you guys are here like while you guys are here they should hatch out so we'd go out you know every couple days and just like check the little area mm -hmm. and i didn't realize that there was fire ants there and Oof. one day i just see the fire ant nest going crazy and i'm looking like what the hell is going on over here and the turtles had started hatching out but the fire ants started eating the turtles. And by the time that I had come out there, they had literally cleaned one of the shells like completely out. So it was just oh. the back of the shell. There was like no skeleton left there or not just oh the back God. of the shell. Because the babies are so small, yeah. the ants had eaten everything. And I was like, holy crap, but that shell's really cool. Oh. So like I brought it and I showed them and I was like, look at this. You can see all the little ribs in there. You can see the spine of the baby turtle mm -hmm. and everything. And it's just like so mind blowing. Like nature doesn't care. Any, it doesn't care if you're a baby. It's <laughs> nature yeah, right. nature, man. It's right. those ants gotta eat. And That's it was true. just, it was Damn. crazy. Did any of those babies survive? Yeah, yeah. There was yeah. A, there was some that made it out, and you could see the the, the dirt as they had gone down the embankment mm. into the um into the little uh, ditch area with all the water and everything. Yeah, and the canal. Sorry, not a ditch. Yeah. Canal. <laughs> you could see where they had got a few of them had gotten out, but. Uh, some of them did get killed by those fire ants and damn it you know, we were going out and catching garter snakes and we were looking around and we saw black racers it was so crazy because one day we like flipped a board and there was maybe a two or three foot black racer under there but as soon as we flipped it over it like arched the front part of its body up off the ground like a cobra and like was striking at us oh, man. repeatedly and like most snakes when you see them in the wild they don't like come towards you they usually are like whoop Oh, that's yep, a big thing, and they like take yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. And this thing like struck at us like two or three times before it actually backed <laughs> down. And like I was sitting there, and I was I was like, it's not venomous. So, like I'm just watching it and like waving my hand a little bit. And I heard tell, I was like, this thing is not afraid of us at all. That's amazing. And it was not. There was like not an ounce of fear in that thing. It was just like it was like don't come near me. Don't don't do it. You're gonna. <laughs> it's shaking its tail, going yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like super geeked out about that. Sheesh. I was super pumped. So so cool. That's dope. Yeah, uh, but it's like so different because every place that you go, there's different things that you're expecting to see, and like field herping is always since I was little, it was always just like a part of what I did. So anywhere I went, it didn't matter if it was you know Connecticut or mm -hmm. to visit my family or whether we went to Florida to go on vacation. I was always looking for something. Mm -hmm. So like a couple of years ago, my mom was like, "Let's go to Arizona," because she moved to Arizona for a couple of years to to work at like a year and a half to work at a hospital to help their blood bank um, kind of run more efficiently and everything. Mm -hmm. And so when she moved back, she's like, you have to come to Arizona. You're going to love it there. There's so many different things that you can see. And I was like, yep, that's always been <laughs> on my like dream list since I was a kid. I don't know what it is about Arizona, but when I would read books about the wildlife that they had there or like look at the they would do like underground homes where they would like carve out homes out of the stone in the, the that's the, dope that like always just fascinated me so since i was a little kid i always wanted to visit arizona and i always said when i was younger that i wanted to live in arizona because i was just like so fascinated with everything about it mm -hmm. and so when my mom was like we're going to we're, we're going to take a trip to arizona just me and you and i was like yep i'm a hundred percent down <laughs> so this was only a couple of years ago so i was like yep i need to go and i need to find some wildlife i need to see things so every minute of the day that we she didn't have something planned that we she wanted to do mm -hmm. i was like I need, I'm going to go out over there where it looks like there's nothing and I'm going to go look for stuff. <laughs> and I brought like, I got, my friends gave me a blacklight flashlight. So I was out looking for scorpions. Oh, I had a regular yeah. flashlight. So I'm out looking for snakes. And, you know, I didn't see a ton of stuff. I think I, we went in May, I think the beginning of May. So it was like kind of early in the year to see a lot of the stuff that I wanted to see. But I saw tons of Chuck Wallas like everywhere. <laughs> and Chuck Wallas are like this lizard that's like maybe. I don't know, like under two foot and they kind of look like an iguana, like a, a desert iguana where they don't have a ridge down the back, but they're smooth. They look like a smooth bearded dragon almost. Mm. And what they do is they wedge themselves in between rocks and then they inflate themselves and their scales kind of help stick them to the rock. So it's really hard to get them out of the rocks when, when they see you. Because yeah. if they're basking and they see you, they dip into the rocks 
inflate themselves and then you, you pretty much can't get them out. So the first chuck wall that I saw, I was like, I need to get you out. So I spent like 45 minutes just trying to get it out from the rocks. Oof. And then, you know, after seeing 10 or 15 or 20 of them, I was like, okay, I see. I shine the flashlight in the hole. I'm like, I see you in there. You're cool. And then I moved on to the next <laughs> thing. And uh, I would see all sorts of banded geckos when I went out there. That's I, cool. Uh, we went to Big Ben and I saw a patch nose snake. Ooh. Or sorry, not, not Big Ben. Horseshoe Bend, um, which is like this river that comes up and like curls around and makes basically like a big horseshoe but you gotta you could park at the parking area and then you have to hike for like maybe five minutes or so to get out to the area where you actually see the water and see the embankment and like the cliff where, where everyone's you know fascinated with and takes pictures with yeah and like i was like okay cool i saw it and then i'm looking at like underneath <laughs> all the rocks because as you're walking out there there's all these whiptail lizards and all these like little quick moving lizards that are darting all over the place and i'm just like man i know i'm not gonna be able to catch one of those things they're yeah, so yeah, fast yeah. but i was just like okay i see you i'm gonna and if i got to an area where i thought i could catch one i would try to catch one but like they're just so fast that i couldn't catch any of those whiptail lizards mm-hmm. but I go out and I'm everyone's like over at the edge of the cliff, just looking, taking pictures and all that stuff. And I'm walking around like looking for all these other things. I see rabbits and all this stuff. And then I, all of a sudden I see a snake, like this light tan snake just right across the sand. I'm like, oh my God, I got to get it. So I'm following it over. It dips underneath this rock and I got like a little extendo hook and I shine my light in there and I see it. I'm like, okay, it's a patch nose snake, not venomous. I can get it out. So I'm using the hook and I got my hand like right up to the edge of the hole and I'm thinking to myself I'm like man I didn't look if there was anything else underneath this rock right now so I like look again and I'm like okay I don't think I see any rattlesnakes in there (laughs) okay so I'm using the hook and like pulling the snake and I get to the snake right to the edge and as I'm pulling it out my mom is like are you sure that's not a venomous snake and I'm like yes I know it's not a venomous snake it's a patch of snake it's cool we're cool so I like Pull it out, and I'm just, like, admiring. I'm, like, man, this thing's so cool. And, like, there's a couple people who are, like, what the fuck is that kid doing over there? Yeah, and they're, like, yeah, looking yeah, at course. me, and they're, like, he's got a snake. Okay, I'm going to go the other way. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm, like, Classic out, reaction. just taking pictures, like, trying to take pictures of it. And my mom's, like, are you sure it's not venomous? I'm, like, it's not venomous. She's, like, okay, I'll hold it, and you can take pictures. So I, like, <laughs> let her hold it, and she's holding it. I'm taking pictures. I was just, like, ah, oh, man, this is so That's awesome. awesome. But, like. I didn't see any tarantulas when I was out there, so I was super bummed. I probably was just not looking in the right areas because there's mm-hmm. lots of places I went to where there were probably tarantulas, and I just – I don't – where there's no tarantulas in New England, so I don't have no. experience looking for tarantulas in the wild. So I, just, <laughs> I probably walked right by them, and so I, I just probably wasn't looking in the right area. But I did find a big – I don't know. That, that portion of the country, they call them what? Gopher snakes or – bull snakes they probably call them gopher snakes i think gophers yeah so i found a big like a four foot gopher snake and things oh Oh, yeah just super pissed off but it was really early in the morning and i had gone out to this like edge of the uh this embankment and there was like a cliff and the dam and everything and so i'm out there and all of a sudden i see this gopher snake just right through the rocks and it's it's hauling ass and Mm. i'm like oh my god i gotta get it before it goes into something (laughs) so i like run up to it and before i could get to it it saw me and whipped around immediately and starts rattling its tail and like that deep hiss and it's like all pissed off at me and i'm just like oh oh, i'm so glad you didn't go into the rocks (laughs) and so i'm just in there so i I like you know pick it up and i'm like just admiring this thing it's all pissed it's so angry and i'm like you are so cool (laughs) and so like i held it for a minute took a little bit of video and then like put it right back down and just like watched it go. And I was like, that yeah. is what it's all about. Dude, pits, pits are awesome. Cause they, so they cool. will hold their ground. Oh yeah. Oh That's, yeah. Yeah. So cool. And then right near there, I found a, um, a desert hairy scorpion, a giant yellow desert hairy scorpion. And it was big, but it was like big, like probably four inches long, oh, man. including the tail and everything. So it was like a big scorpion. And I was just like, so geeked out. And I had my tweezers ready and I like scooped it up and put it in a container so I could get a couple pictures of it and put the flashlight on. It was the middle of the day though. So like, yeah, I was like, this is the see. worst time to find a scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, so geeked out about that. And, and it was just like such a cool experience. And then we went to a different part of the state and my mom's like, so I used to go out to this area in the morning and like before I would go to work or when I would get out of work, I would just come out here and just sit and just like watch all the wildlife because mm-hmm. there's like all these different things that you would see there. And so I'm like, well, what did you see? And she's like, I don't know. There's like lizards over here. Cause my mom likes a lot of reptiles and stuff, but she doesn't know how to ID a lot of them. She, um, like if I teach her stuff, she she'll remember it. But 
she's not she didn't have that passion like i did she was just like oh they're cool and i like it's a cool lizard and i'll watch it for an hour um <laughs> so we go out to this spot and she's like yeah i don't know i'll just like walk around here and if you walk around for a minute we'll probably see some stuff and we walk around for a minute and i see some like desert lizards i see some spiny lizards i see some uh whip tails and all this stuff and all of a sudden i see uh a horn toad oh and i'm like Oh shit. So I'm like <laughs> geeking out. So I'm like, how am I going to catch this thing? How am I going to catch this thing? And I was like, I don't want it to squirt blood. It would be cool if I saw it squirt blood, but I'm not going to try it. Like, I don't want yeah, it to yeah, do that. Yeah. I don't want to stress it out. So like I'm watching it and it's like watching me and I'm watching it and I take a step closer and it's not bothered at all. It's literally just looking at me. And so I take another step closer. It's cool. I take another step closer and it like darts real quick and I'm like, oh fuck no, oh shit. And that one like got away from me and I like lost it in the brush and I was like, oh, son damn. of a bitch. And so I'm like freaking out because I'm like, mom, it was right there and I didn't even catch it. She's like, there'll be more. And I'm like, no, that was not like the other lizards. Yeah, it's yeah. not like, but literally I walked around for another five minutes and I saw probably another 10 of them and they were like everywhere. Oh, and I was shit. like, holy crap. And so... After I like caught one and like and like held it and just like got to admire it for a minute, I was just like, man, that's so freaking cool. And I like let it go. And the thing like ran three feet and just stopped again and just looked at me, like, are you gonna keep harassing me? And I'm like, No, you're cool, man. We're yeah, cool. You're good, dude. And so I like just watched it and I so I keep I keep walking and then I see another one and I'm like, I wonder how close I could like actually get to like and I'm not gonna try and catch it. I just wanna see how close I can get to them. Cause it's like they had no fear of people at all, wow. like no fear at all. So I'm recording and I'm just like sitting there. I'm like probably six feet away. And then I take a step closer, a step closer, a step closer. And I'm like within three feet of this animal. And I'm like getting down onto my knees. Cause I don't want to like tower over it. And it just like, does not care. It's, it's acknowledging them there. It's looking at me and it's like, mm. what are you doing? And it like turned, <laughs> turned its body. So it's like kind of facing more sideways to me, like parallel to me so that it's, like looking at me perpendicular mm -hmm. and I literally like stuck my hand out and like almost touched it. It got to the point where I was like maybe 10 inches away from it before it like ran away, but it didn't even run far. It like ran like two feet and then turned around and looked at me again and was like, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but then like, that was always just like, that was so fascinating to me because like some of the lizards, you could tell their personality was like, nope. And they like, as soon as they oh. saw you, they took off and yeah, they just yeah, like yeah. did not stop until they knew there was no way you were going to be near them. But those guys were just so like, I don't know what it, they were like That's cool. smart. They just knew that I wasn't going to hurt them or whatever. Yeah. You're and like, he doesn't know I shoot blood from my eyes. You know what I just <laughs> learned recently? I just learned recently that not all species of horned lizards do that. Really? There's only like six of the species that actually do that. Some of them oh, do not squirt blood. That's I interesting. I just learned that recently, like within the last two months. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's very cool. It's really cool. That is very the, cool. The more you know. The more you the know. The more you know. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just for me, that's the sort of stuff that always just like really gets me. Like I love keeping reptiles in captivity. I love the animals that I get to work with. I mm. mostly work with stuff from Southeast Asia because I can't go to Southeast Asia and see them in the wild. But, um, <laughs> right. you know, getting to go places and actually experience these animals in their wild habitat is always just mm. mind blowing for me. It always holds my attention. You know what that freaking reminds me of? What? Field trip in Florida. Cause I totally blanked on the fact that I did that. Yeah. Cause I didn't get to do it. I was like, <laughs> what do you mean field herping Florida? I didn't get to go field herping in Florida. Yeah, we, no. when we went to Florida most recently, every minute of our trip was <laughs> planned with something. So they're like, was not, I think there was like two hours where we had, where we could just like chill for a minute. Yeah. And we probably just slept. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's literally it. We slept like two, three hours a night, maybe four yeah. hours a night. Yeah. And then the rest of our trip was like slam packed Slammed. with stuff. Yeah. Yep. But the last time true. you went to Florida. <laughs> the last time, yeah. Before that trip, uh, I was actually able to get a day in oh, field to go field herping. <sighs> met up with KJ. I'm jealous. And uh, you guys got to see cool things. Dude, we did get to see some cool things. Uh, I was, okay, we saw a lot of really cool things. And being from New England, I think just about any time you get to see a lizard is a cool time. Yes, 100%. Because <laughs> we don't have any There's lizards. There's no here. wild lizards in New England. Uh, so. Getting to see a gopher tortoise oh, yeah. was pretty freaking sweet, mm -hmm. you know, because we we have turtles here. We have no tortoises. Yeah. Uh, 
And tortoises are just freaking awesome. They're dude. so cool. Uh, so seeing gopher tortoises in the wild was pretty freaking sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the pinnacle of that expedition was that eastern diamondback. Fuck yeah. I love oh. rattlesnakes. Mm. Uh, like with with a pretty big passion. I mean, I can't say I've dedicated a lot of my time to like really study them and stuff. But like anytime I get to be around a rattlesnake, I'm like I'm geeked yes. out. Like mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, so I remember being out with KJ and we're you know we're veering off these trails, and he walked a little bit further than I did mm-hmm. uh, off this little side journey that we had taken, and we were both about to just turn around and go back. Mm-hmm. And when he turned around, he was like, shit, climbing back. <laughs> and we're like, huh? I'm like, what? Where are you at? And he's like, it's right here. And it was still early enough in the day where it was just like, what do you want? Yeah. Like, it didn't even start to rattle right away. It was just kind of like, really? I'm just trying to bask. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, uh, and that was freaking mm. amazing. It was like probably big, like big, probably female. Um, I hate you. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> It's all right. It was, dude, it was badass because we were like, he was like, I want to make sure you see an Eastern Diamondback. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, okay, dude. Like, what are the chances? We're going to see a bunch of coach whips and yep. like all this other stuff. We only saw like two coach whips the mm. entire freaking time. Those are cool. Uh, they were badass. <laughs> they were badass. Uh, but damn, like mm. coming up across that, like seeing that in the wild. And it was like the most pitch- picturesque mm. version of of an eastern diamondback it was was like there was some like palm fronds that were down there was like all the decaying wood and everything Mm -hmm. it was just like perfect if you looked in a uh, a book about eastern diamondback rattlesnakes that's where you see that's where you see yeah (laughs) and and i was like dude this this kind of takes the cake yeah and i remember i think the the best part of it was like i remember messaging kevin Mm. and was like hey i'm gonna be going out guess what you know and he's like I was like, yeah, my buddy's going to try, we're going to try to find some Easterns. And he was like, yeah, good luck, dude. It's not time, you mm. know? And uh, we found that. I was immediately like, send a picture. Send yep. this to him. And he was like, oh, damn. And mm. I was like, yeah, fuck boy. yeah. <laughs> I'm about that. So that, that was cool. I would love to do that again mm. at some point. So KJ, dot, dot, dot. Get on this podcast. Yeah. And let's go field herping. Seriously. I, I'm very like torn right now because I have a very deep stirring in my soul to go field herping and I want to go back to Arizona so 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 bad because I didn't see any rattlesnakes while I was in Arizona Mm. and the spots where I was at I just I need to see some sort of rattlesnake out there I really want to see a blacktail rattlesnake but any rattlesnake but uh, but I really want to do that. And then Florida always is mm-hmm. just like, I want to, because when I was a kid, I couldn't go looking for rattlesnakes because my family would be like, you're 10 years old. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and so I didn't get a chance to like really go in depth mm-hmm. field herping, looking for that sort of stuff. Like I saw gopher tortoises and stuff. Every, every time I went out, I would see gopher tortoises when I was yeah, down yeah, there. Yeah. Um, but I never saw like, rattlesnakes at all so like that is something for me that always has been the top of the list for yep. stuff that i want to do so within the next year you, you better hold me to this dude i'll hold you to it because i'll probably go with you yeah <laughs> arizona needs to fucking happen and yes. probably florida again yes. um i want you and kevin to go down to florida so that you guys can do Gatorland and and show kevin all that cool stuff and have him see komodos and yes that's but, so, that so needs to happen <laughs> at some point when this crazy pandemic is over COVID yeah stop stepping on our field herping time yeah dude go away that's social distancing right if I'm in the middle of nowhere looking for rattlesnakes I'm not near anyone that's true but you have to be around people to get to the point where there's no people yeah so who knows soon one day soon really soon I can't wait to just start field herping around here again yeah you know what I would honestly love to see what (laughs) is Remember when we were leaving Zoo Miami and there were all the freaking agamas? Yes. Like everywhere. I kind of want to go down there with Kevin and just be like, dude, go get it. And like watch him like <laughs> dude, chase I was one totally, down. Dude. That, they're everywhere. I, yeah. Even in the parking lot. I was like, oh, right, look at exactly, it. Look at it. Exactly. When we were leaving, I was like, can we just take five minutes and let me try and catch one of these dude, things? <laughs> I would have been so about it. I, I was so like, worried we weren't going to make it to the, to record the, this. To the airport. In oh, time. yeah, yeah. That's the I only know. thing. I know. <sighs> Such a bummer. 
Next okay. time we're gonna have to dedicate a whole day just to do my own. It's true. Yes, I'm down. <laughs> I'm so down for that. Hell yeah. <sighs> okay, Jeremy. I think it's about that time. It is about that time. Dude. So if people are looking to find you, where are they gonna find you? They can find me on Instagram at Brassman Reptiles and on Twitter at Brassman Rep. How about you? And if you guys are looking for me on Instagram, it's Rob is Creeping at Real. And on Twitter, it's Rob is Creeping. And make sure that you're following reptile.talk on yes. Instagram as we're going to be posting pictures to go along with our episodes so you can see who we're talking about, more information, and lots of cool little tidbits to go on with that. That's right. Hell yeah. So we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. Boom.